The focus always, always, always has to come back to Christ. He has to be our sufficiency. He has to be our all in all. He has to be the one who's reminding us of who we are and to whom we belong to. We have to remember what we are called to as Christians, as believers, as men and women. Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef, and each week we're going to tackle tough issues, we're going to answer hard questions, and we're going to take a candid look at the Christian faith. But first, I have an important question for you. In today's loud social media culture, I wonder if you ever feel like you are just caught in a storm of competing ideas and you're unsure of how to discern what is true from what is not. Well, this week's free download truth tips will help by addressing six of the most common false beliefs that are infiltrating our culture today and how to confront them. It will also equip you with four questions you can ask yourself to help uncover truth in today's world. So head on over to ltw.org candid to get your free download. Today I want to talk about focus. I think it's easy for us to uh, lose focus on what's important. It's easy for us to be uh, surrounded by messages that conflict and messages that distract us and take our attention away. Recently, I've been teaching through a series on Jonah, the prophet Jonah, who is given this mission to go to a people group of which he does not want to go to. He doesn't want to go to them, not because of fear of what they might do to him, but he doesn't want to go to them because he knows that God is gracious And Jonah doesn't think that these people, the Ninevites, deserve God's grace. Jonah has a very cultural racism uh, that he thinks that Yahweh, the God who created the earth, of which he even uses those uh, descriptors uh, in chapter 1 to describe his God to the pagan sailors, and yet he doesn't think that the God who created the universe should save people who are not the Jews. And so God sends him out on this path, and Jonah runs away. He tries to escape the presence of the Lord because Jonah is so self-focused. He wants what he wants. He's put his desires on the throne of his life, and he's making decisions based on what he thinks is best. And that's not what God thinks is best or knows what's best. And I think we do that often in our lives. And I I think about times where I've had to make decisions or times where something important to me has come before me. I think of certain lenses that I can easily put on. I can put on the lens of career. And I think the only thing that is important right now is my job, my vocation, my career, my path that that will help me have a better future. And God sort of takes a back seat in this relationship. And so then when something with my job or my career, whatever it is, is hindered or I lose a position or something has gone wrong in that field and I see it through that lens, then it feels catastrophic. It feels as if that was it. That's the end. It's it's unrecoverable or... 
the problem is that the lens has made me see it as the most important thing, and it affects me far more than it should. Think about relationships. Um, when I was younger, before I was married, if I was in a dating relationship and the relationship came to an end, if I had that lens of relationship over my eyes, that end of a relationship could look debilitating. And it messes with my who I am and my persona, my personality, my uh, security, my identity. All of those things are all of a sudden in flex because that relationship has become the authority in my life. It's become that lens of which everything is viewed through. But you see, when we have on a gospel Christ-centered lens, we begin to see things differently. And um, as Jonah writes in his poem in chapter 2, his psalm, he says, Those who pray in regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. You see, because relationships, um, jobs, career, all those things, they do not provide you love. While a person can love you, it's not the steadfast love that has to come from God himself. And so, if we put on that gospel Christ-centered lens, we do see things differently. And we see steadfast love. And we see uh, some sense of the distress that might be coming along in our lives. We begin to see that through that Christ-centered lens. And we see that it can be used for our good and for God's glory. I'm not saying we always see that, but we have a, a more eternal perspective on those things. So if I lose my career or something in my career um, falls apart, I can trust that God has something for me that he's calling me into. Perhaps he's trying to get my attention for something. Um, we even talk about, you know, the word discipline. You, you can't have the word discipline without the word disciple because that's the root when God is disciplining his children, trying to get our attention, trying to uh, reorientate our lives into him, into who he is and his nature, uh, that requires discipline. It's not punishment. It's not that he's doing it, um, you know, just for the sake of it. There's a design in it. And, it, and then that design is for our good and his glory. And I know that phrase can be tossed about a lot, but, I mean, that's ultimately the truth. And even if we don't see the, the ultimate end in that career ending or the relationship ending, there is a good uh, that comes out of that. I recently uh, met up with a person who is struggling with their singleness, and I asked them if that is debilitating to them, and they said they, they did. They felt devastated by their singleness. The problem is that if that's the lens that you're wearing on your eyes, that because I'm single, uh, I can't see much past this. I, I need to get this one problem fixed. One, that's not a helpful outlook on life uh, because you will limit the things that you are able to pour into people, into church, into relationships. Uh, God is obviously giving you this time for a reason and a purpose and you need to be using that well, again, for your good and his glory. But if you're so focused on your situation and you want to blame God or people 
for that situation that you're in, you have a wrong perspective and it's, it's only going to cause more heartache and pain and problems. The other problem with that is that now you have placed such an emphasis on marriage and what marriage should be and should look like, that it should be the thing that will fulfill you completely, uh, when in fact marriage is a, a beautiful thing, but it's not easy. Marriage is not easy and it is not everything. Your everything has to be Christ. In fact, the Bible talks about if your foundation is not Christ as a married couple, you're not going to have a very solid foundation. And so when fights come about, um, there's not that stability. There's not that unifying factor because often love can be fleeting. Um, That love between people like this, it's not something that um, you can keep going back to the well for because we are inherently selfish people and so all we see is our desires and what we want and if that person's not meeting our needs you know this is why our divorce rates are so high in and out of the church and so you've put too much of an emphasis on marriage if you are single and you feel like this is that one thing that god's keeping from you and you hold a grudge against him or again against someone else you have a wrong perspective. You are putting too much emphasis on marriage as an institution. Again, marriage is a blessing, but it is not who you are at your core. Your core, if you've built that on Christ, then marriage is this blessing. Yes, it comes with challenges and problems, and you have to work through those things, which I will tell you is most certainly sanctification being worked out. But if Christ is your foundation, then you have grace, you have mercy that comes from you because you're seeking to be more Christ-like, you're learning more about the spouse, the partner that God has given to you, and you're seeking to serve them as a husband or to honor them uh, as a wife to a husband, and learning those roles and figuring out those nuances. But if you are single and you've come into a marriage and you think this is the one thing I needed to get everything right, you will fall far short. And so the focus always, always, always has to come back to Christ. He has to be our sufficiency. He has to be our all in all. He has to be the one who's reminding us of who we are and to whom we belong to. We have to remember what we are called to as Christians, as believers, um, as men and women, as husbands and wives, as single people, uh, because he gives us such an identity that it's to find our identity in other places will just, it will fall short. And the wind will blow and toss those things away and we'll feel devastated and we'll be, you know, like, uh, you know, tumbling around in the sea aimlessly looking for something or someone to give us that identity that we're searching for. And so you see these things that come in our lives that we tend to put on that pedestal that tend to be those, uh, you know, another word would be an idol. You know, we put that idol, we put it in the seat that really only God belongs in and that's when we start to waver, and, we, and then we begin to ask the question, where is God in all of this? And the point is that he's there, he's always there, but it's that you've removed him from the throne of your heart, uh, the throne of your life, and you've allowed other things to give you identity and purpose and direction, and you put those lenses on, and so when those hard times come in relation to that thing, you feel upset, you feel devastated. But if you put your hope in Christ, 
if you put your trust in him, when those things come, hard they will be, yes, but you'll have your identity. You will know that you can still trust him, and that will give you hope. It will give you security. It will give you assurance. And then you can look forward to the day to come where all of that will pass away. And that's a great joy. So the lesson for today, let's keep our focus on Christ. Let's remember who he is and what he has done for us. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Jonathan Youssef, and Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. And don't forget to share your questions with me, get your free download of the week, and connect with our Candid social media pages over at ltw.org slash candid.